Welcome back to Edgework here on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Today is Friday, April 14th, the last day of the 2022-2023 NHL regular season. Uh, final day, just Rob and I here today to break down the last two games. Rob, how are you feeling? We 82-game regular season full thing comes to a close here. This is the first year in a while now. We haven't had breaks for uh, COVID and all that kind of stuff pushing things off. So first full fluid season. How's it feeling to get through this one? I'm pretty I'm pretty happy to get to the playoffs here. Like, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> been spinning wheels for a while. I think one challenge with the NHL's playoff format, and obviously a lot of people have been critical of it before, but it's like, foregone conclusions that certain teams are going to be playing other teams. And we've known that for a while now, um, at least in some instances going into the playoffs. So I'm happy to just get there. Um, we obviously have two games to break down for tonight, which are interesting because we have like some extremely unique scenarios um, that we often, you know, don't see in the NHL. If this was like just a regular, um, you know, game from a couple months ago, but yeah, bring on the playoffs, man. I mean, it's, uh, it's been, been counting the days for the last month or so well i feel like it's also be just insanely slow here as leafs fans because like we've known since december who the leafs are playing and then it just took all the excitement out of that again where it was like all right it's the same team as last year so and just basically waiting to get through because the other thing that we hear all the time as leafs fans is well, it doesn't matter to the playoffs. Well, it doesn't matter to the playoffs. It's like, all right, gonna, like, just get uh, us there. Let's get to it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a tough fan base to please. Obviously, you have a track record of of failing early on in the playoffs. And yeah, people just become defeated. They're like, yeah, there's no reason to really get excited until uh, until we see it happen in the postseason. And I get it. It's just a little bit annoying. But yeah, we've known that. I mean, it did come down to the wire between New Jersey and Carolina. To, for that division when it looked like, yeah. you know, Carolina at one point was going to win it handily. Uh, but we've kind of known it was going to be Devils Rangers for a while now as well. Um, I guess not as much as, as we've known Leafs and, and Lightning. But yeah, let's just, I mean, this is it's kind of the best time of year um, for me, at least. The first round of the NHL playoffs, especially, you just, the intensity steps up. It's just a great brand yeah. of hockey altogether. Oh, it's the best time of the year. Um, and just a reminder to people watching right now, as Nebraska knows, he knows what's good right now. If you're watching and you haven't hit that like button, please make sure to hit like, hit subscribe here on the Edgework YouTube channel. I mean, there's no reason that you guys can't be subscribed and hitting like there. There should be at least a like for every person watching right now. It just it just makes sense. I mean, like, come on, we're an analytics takes... show breaking things down like that. It's just one for one. That's pretty simple math here, Rob. I could like I could like this video in less than three seconds right now. Done. Yeah, it's Boom. done. Easy. There you smash go. It. So money saying smash it. Uh, so uh, make sure to hit like, hit subscribe here on the channel. If you do have questions about the games, uh, if you have questions about things Rob talks about for his bets here today, or you've got your own best bet in one of these games, please feel free to send it here in the chat throughout the course of the show. We can break all of those down, but uh, we will be bringing up here all the on an odd screen to pull up all the odds that we're going to be looking at for the games today. And as well, if you do want to go and see how we've done throughout the course of the year, you can go and find that on the BetStamp app. You can find that in iOS, Android, as well as on web. You can find us specifically in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. And throughout the course of the show here today, we're going to bring up the odds for the games, and you're going to see varying odds across all different sports books. If you see a sports book that has the best odds for a game, 
and you don't have that book yet, it might be time to sign up because the easiest way to improve as a sports better is by using multiple sports books and always getting the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like Betstamp to do so. Betstamp compares odds across every sports book for games, futures, and player props. You can save time and money by checking Betstamp before you bet. Make sure to download the app today. If you are looking to sign up for a new sports book, a book that you see pulled up across the screen here that you don't have yet, please check out the offers available at betstamp.app slash edgework. That is betstamp.app slash edgework. Or you can go and hit the link in the description of this video to sign up for sports books. Any sports book that you sign up for using that link helps support the show. So we do appreciate that. Uh, we appreciate the support. And uh, Rob, I have a question for you before we get into the games. Can you confirm? Are you an Euler? <laughs> uh, so I, I do have Oilers futures alongside so money as well. Uh, don't no cup futures just to win the Western Conference. I I am an Oiler. I think the Oilers are very very good. Um, when we look at the you know where they finished up in the Western Conference this year, it doesn't really do them enough justice because they basically wasted thirty starts on Jack Campbell at some point <laughs> or another, yeah. which. I would venture a guess that if Stuart Skinner was the, it, it never would have happened. Like I, I understand why they started Jack Campbell for as long as they did. They signed him to a five-year deal in the offseason. They're paying him, you know, what five million a year. You got to, you got to try to get him to find his game. So I'm not blaming the organization, but had Stuart Skinner been the goalie from the beginning of the season, they are very likely run away with the West in the regular season. They probably mm -hmm. finish with that number one overall seed. On top of that, Skinner probably wins the Calder as well. But it, the Oilers look worse than they are because of all those starts. I think they're the best team in the West. I, I do. Now, we're going to get into it, but there's a lot of talk about like teams that are quote-unquote built for the playoffs versus built for the regular season. We have a lot of talk about that with the Leafs and the Lightning. Oilers, Kings, it's going to be a, a, a very common narrative. I think maybe even with Rangers and Devils, we're going to get that talk. Yeah, I don't know how much you buy into it. The Oilers play a very fast brand of hockey. There's not going to be as much open ice in the playoffs. Um, they do rely on their power play a lot, but there's more power plays in the playoffs as well than there are in the regular season. So I don't know why that's a, people view that as a, such a downside. Um, I, I think from top to bottom, they're a solid team just with some extremely great top end talent. Well, one quote that I had heard from an NHL executive, I think it was a year, uh, two, three years ago. He said to be successful in the NHL, to win a Stanley cup, you need to build two teams, one team for the regular season and one team for the playoffs. Um, I think there's some truth to that. I think that we're going to find out it's going to be somewhat of an interesting experiment with what we've seen out of the Leafs because of how massive the overhaul was at the trade deadline in terms of there. Like, that's just one example I can look at to immediately knowing it. And in terms of, like, they brought in all these playoff-type guys there. But I do think there's some truth to it. Like, you have to be able to... Um, play a certain style to be successful throughout the course of 82 games. And then once you get to the playoffs, it is a different grind. It is a different mindset and it is a different physicality level that you have to be able to get through. It's just elevated more so than anything. It's, it's not necessarily like a complete change. It's just elevated once you get there. So I think there is some, 
some validity to that. Um, but you just need I, to make sure you have the guys in your lineup who can play that style when it gets there is more what it's about. Agreed. I, I do think that there's like a, again, society in general, it's one extreme or another, right? It's like, yeah. oh, this team is too soft. Oh, this team is like, it's like, the reality is it's in, it needs to be somewhere in the middle of that, right? Yes. Like, you need to have skill players. You, you can't just build a team based entirely off of grit. That doesn't happen. Like, you look at Tampa Bay and all the success they've had in the playoffs in recent years. They're a team that can cycle the puck down low. They're a heavy team. They're built big on the back end. They also had an amazing goaltender, for one. Let's not deny yeah. that for years. On top of that, let's not forget that their top-end talent, guys like Kucherov, Stamkos, Point, like these are skilled players as well. They're not just plugs, you know, heavy guys you put in the lineup. NHL playoffs are very interesting, but we deal with mostly small samples, right? And I always use the example of the Washington Capitals for years. Like we, the way we look at Alexander Ovechkin now is not the way that he was looked at for the majority of his career. He right. was considered a choke artist for years. You're never yes. going to win a cup with Ovechkin. You know, the Capitals, they're too flashy. They get it done in the regular season. Now, they they made some alterations to the core over the years, but nothing like majorly substantial. And then they just yeah. finally got over the hump. And it happened with largely mm -hmm. the same team that they had built in previous years. So, you know, th there's both ends of the spectrum. But ultimately, I, I don't think like a team like Edmonton can't. Yeah, they're, they're fast. They play with, you know, with open ice, they're great. And there's going to be a lot less open ice in the playoffs. That to me is like, sure, we can talk about that. But like, they have guys that can throw it around there. They got, they can cycle pretty well as a team. Like, I, I think they're fine. They'll be just fine, personally. Yeah. Well, Rob, I'll just say that to wrap up on that topic, the last. The last two weeks, one thing that I have been battling with people over is the crowd who continues to say, well, you need a guy who's been there and done it. And then I just sit there and I'm like, you know that that guy who's been there and done it didn't do it before he got there and did it? Like, there was no experience that he had had to win a Stanley Cup until he won the Stanley Cup. And now we can look at them and say, oh, that guy's won a Stanley Cup. But until that point, they hadn't done it. So should we have dismissed that guy? It's like, you can't do it until you've done it. Like, there is that that was making me lose my mind over, like, the last two weeks. Well, a lot of this stuff is, like, perpetuated over time. And, and like, if you watch a hockey broadcast, and listen, there's great hockey broadcasts. I find a lot of them entertaining. But a lot of like the color commentary and analysis is just built off of stuff that is repeated and repeated over and over, yeah. right? Like I remember back, oh, so money's in the chat, poor guy, like might want to log off for a second, so money. Um, <laughs> the year that the Bruins beat the Canucks in the cup, um, the Bruins had like four amazing faceoff guys that year. They they right. just were like absurdly good at winning faceoffs and it became the talk of the playoffs, right? Like the Bruins are going on this run because they 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 win all these faceoffs and they win the cup that year. And it was the talk of the off season. It's like, oh, you need to like, you need to load up on guys that can win faceoffs. That possession is so important, and this and that. But like anyone who did any statistical analysis on that would have known that there's there's no correlation between faceoff percentage and actual success in the NHL playoffs. It just happened to be that that was the, the trending thing for the team that year. And for the next five or six years after that, it just kept coming up over, well, we all know how important it is to win these face-offs. Like, obviously, yeah, you want the possession, but like, it's not, 
you're not going to go out and find the four best face-off men in hockey, put them on a team, and they're all going to go win a cup. Like, And this yeah. stuff just gets perpetuated because people hear it someplace, they repeat it over and over, and the casual fan is consuming all this, and they think all of this is valuable as well. Like, There's actually not a huge correlation between the size of your team or the number of hits that your team throws in the playoffs and their yes. success. People think it's the be-all and end-all. There's a difference between playing tough and gritty and like just hitting everybody in sight um, or like the, having huge guys. So it, it's, a, it's a very interesting game. And on top of that, the last thing we'll say on the playoffs, the randomness of the sport. Yeah. It is so random. Okay. You, you can talk about seven game series where both teams score the same amount of goals. One team is going to win. This happened with the Leafs and Lightning last year. The Leafs lost a game six overtime in Tampa in which they dominated the overtime. Tampa Bay got one chance and they scored. Mm-hmm. It happens. There's a, there, there is a variance to the game that you have to be able to wrap your head around. The best team is not always going to win, right? This is why the NHL playoffs are great. This is why as fans, we love to watch the playoffs because you can have a team like the Columbus Blue Jackets sweep the Tampa Bay Lightning in a series. And yeah. when nobody even gives them a chance to win the series, this kind of stuff happens. But the variance is very real. And people formulate these conclusions based off of this small sample of like seven games or 14 games. You know, even a team that might win the cup, it's going to be, they could win in 24 games, less than that sometimes. And people formulate these opinions of like, you have to do things this way. Your team needs to be built like this. And all of it is. Frankly, I don't want to say nonsense. There's a little bit of validity to it, but people go way overboard. Yes, they definitely do. A um, few good comments here in the chat. Rich H, oh, the humanity, bring up Boston, Vancouver. Tim Thomas kind of killed us. Uh, that that was probably Tim Thomas at his peak. People won't won't admit it because he like he kind of went off the deep end a few years ago with some political stuff and whatever, yeah. and he gained a reputation in the industry, but Tim Thomas as at his peak was unreal. Like, a, a, like literally at his peak, one of the best goaltenders in the history of the NHL. He didn't have the longevity yeah. and he had the stupid helmet that we all remember, <laughs> but at his peak, he was so good. The best was when he was in Dallas, the gear setup that he had there. That was absolutely mental. If anybody wants to laugh, you can search that up. Um, there's another one here, Mike Bromberg bringing up as well. Who was the guy in Colorado who had done it prior to joining the Avs last year to put them over? They're like, there you go, exactly. Um, MH Albany, Sidney Crosby would have been labeled a choke artist and loser had he not won in 2009 and lost back-to-back finals. Exactly, like this is, you, you, you get it over the hump and then there you go. Your reputation changes forever. So if if you were to go back and look at all those caps teams that like won or like finished first in the conference, quote unquote, choked in the playoffs, they had a lot of series where they actually dominated the other team and couldn't score, ended up losing those series. It happened with Pittsburgh a couple times when they finally got over the hump and they won the Stanley Cup against Vegas. If you go back to the series against Pittsburgh that year, they got dominated by the Penguins, but they won that series. It, it was like a complete role reversal for them. They were actually killing teams in years past, and they just like got unlucky, and then they actually got lucky in that Stanley Cup run. And it's just, there, there is, fans don't want to admit it, but there's so much luck involved in hockey. Yes. And you just got to deal with it and learn to embrace it. 
Yeah, a few more comments here. Uh, McDavid is definitely more McDetermined this season than ever before. Uh, that's terrible. Uh, <laughs> Insight, we are all Leafs. Thank you, Insight. Yes. Appreciate that. Peace. Yes, we are all Leafs. Um, Insight here as well. Appreciate this. Edgework was awesome all year. Thanks to all involved. Oh, thanks, Insight, for the comment there. Nice Appreciate that. We and... are all Leafs. I'm going to change my background color to blue. I can't. I got to I gotta do Leafs. Yeah, blue what was exactly. up the red there? I don't, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's just whatever was set to the last football video I recorded. Let's do blue. <laughs> um, and Rich H saying, two makeup games today. We basically shouldn't be here, so it's a bonus bet day. Well, mm -hmm. there you go. Let's get into the bonus bets here, Rob. And let's start by talking about the Buffalo Sabres-Columbus Blue Jackets game. Uh, going to this one, Buffalo 7-2-1 in their last 10. They are 24-13-3 on the road. We saw them play at home last night uh, playing against Craig... Uh, playing Craig Anderson in what was his final NHL gamer. It seems so there. So pretty cool stuff for Craig Anderson gets the win against the Ottawa Senators in that one, but going on the road tonight to Columbus to face off against a team who is currently tied for second last in the NHL. They could move into third last with just one single point here tonight against the Sabres, Rob. Uh, plus 146 at home for Columbus tonight. You have any thoughts on where the odds shake up in this one? Yeah, so, I mean, if this was a bowl game in college football, it would be the, the who gives a shit bowl, right? <laughs> Buffalo, Columbus, final game of the year. Columbus could lock up the 31st uh, spot in the league, uh, 31st spot in the league with a, uh, with a loss. Now, Buffalo's in a position here where I don't want to say it's unprecedented. We've seen it before, but it rarely, rarely ever happens, which is the fourth game in five days. Um, yeah. Tired legs, end of the year. Hard to say how that's going to affect them, especially having played at home yesterday. Now you go on the road. It's like, what's the point? Now, it is a young core in general for Buffalo. I don't know that it's a team like – it's not like a bunch of 35-year-olds in the lineup where it's like putting four games in five days, this team's going to be completely tired. But that could have an impact, obviously. The yeah. challenge I have is Columbus, I think it's probably going to be a John Gillies night. John Gillies is – an abomination. John Gillies cannot play in the NHL. He's like almost <laughs> auto fade. I've, I've, you know, there's guys where you look at their numbers, then you watch the game and you're like, Oh, this guy looks better than his numbers indicate. I've, I felt like that with like Martin Jones for years where Martin Jones always had terrible numbers. I watched the guy. I'm like, how's this guy so bad? Like, you know, positionally he gets a whatever. Then you have the guys where you look at their numbers and then you watch the game, and you're like, oh, I see. I get it. John Gillies is one of those guys. So I'm going to mix this in with the other game, but we're going to put okay. together a parlay tonight, okay? Holy I, I almost Final day, we're going to parlay here. <laughs> I rarely do this, guys, because it, it's very here, – here's the problem with, with just betting. I like Buffalo minus one and a half in this game. Okay, that's what I'm going to say. I like Buffalo minus one and a half because I think that there's a ton of variance in this game. You get plus 146 at Pinnacle right now. Always shop for the best prices, but widely available, something in the plus 145 range right now. Whenever there's games with a ton of variance, I don't mind taking like this type of payback uh, or like take back. I'm definitely not laying 60 cents with Buffalo on a four and five nights. That's not happening. So we're going to minus one and a half here. It's just very hard for me to quantify whether or not this is a legitimate edge 
due to the four and five nights. We don't see that enough. Don't know how to incorporate it into my number all that much. What I do know is Buffalo's a lot better than Columbus and that John Gillies or Michael Hutchinson is going to be in net, which, I mean, Hutchinson is is an upgrade by, like, you know, he's an upgrade, but, like, that's not saying much is what I'm getting. <laughs> so, yeah. That's going to be the I mean, hey, of- Rob, he's a Stanley Cup champion. He is a Stanley Cup champ. You can't, you can never take that cup ring away from Michael Hutchinson. No, you cannot. Uh, okay. So you want to uh, grab here a minus one and a half plus 145 on this one? Let's, let's do that. And then we'll, we're going to parlay that in the next game. Okay. We're gonna, so we're, we're going to grab this here for people watching. It is widely available on Canby Books uh, at the plus 145. So for the sake of it right now, uh, that is where I'm holding on this first price. So so as we move over to the next game, that is the first one that I'm grabbing. Uh, a Canby Books, widely available, plus 145. You can also find, just so f- for people out there as well, 143, Caesars, 140, DraftKings, 145, another one on points bet there. And if you are uh, have access to Bet365, you have plus 150 in this one, so... Just want to kind of let people know before I flip over to the next game, that is where the first one is that I'm grabbing on. Yes. And also, just so people know, we're going to end up going a half unit on this parlay. So it's not going to be our typical $100 bet for edge work. It's going to be a $50 bet. But because these are makeup games, there's uncertainty. We don't know who's going to dress for these teams and so on and so forth. I, I'm not interested in laying VIG on a day like today. Okay. Now, second part of this parlay. It's the only other game of the night. Colorado currently sitting second in the Central. They are a point behind Dallas. They need two points here to pass Dallas. An overtime uh, loss, you get them a point, but it it ties Dallas in points, but it loses them in regulation wins. So you need two points here to jump Dallas if you are Colorado. You're coming into this one, eight, one, and one in your last 10. This is basically the team that you're running with once you get to the playoffs here. I mean, we, it was announced yesterday, Landis Gog out, will not play in the playoffs here. This team is 28, 11, and one on the road. And Nashville here, on the other hand, we finally got to say goodbye to them on the Edgework show. Finally watched them wither away and lose their playoff spot. Uh, six, four, six and four in their last 10. They are on a two-game winning streak coming into this one. But, Rob, where are we at here in the final leg of the parlay? What are you looking at to add? So, typically speaking, like these need-to-win whatever situations you're typically playing an inflated price on the team Mm -hmm. that needs to win. I don't actually think that's the case with Colorado tonight. So we're actually playing both road teams, Buffalo, Colorado, on the puck line tonight and parlaying them together. And again, the reason why I'm going this route is if Nashville dresses a full lineup tonight, then I think Colorado is just like an regular EV type of bet, right? Where it's like, okay, you got it in, you're coin flipping, it's not great or whatever. But the upside in Nashville resting players tonight, Kevin Lankinen starting in net, the possibility that uh, Yorgiev goes goes again for Colorado in net instead of Franco's. There's so much upside in betting Colorado right now that I think it's the play. So 50 bucks, okay. Buffalo minus one and a half, Colorado minus one and a half. We'll use the Canby book uh, in general 
I mean, we could use Pin- Pinnacle has a, a great price on this, by the way, at plus 131. But yeah. that's that's the way I'm going with this. I think that this is a very solid bet. Um, you you get the like the the embrace the variance of the final game of the regular season. Who knows what the hell Nashville wants to do tonight? Um, but wouldn't be surprised. Final game of the season. I know it's a home game, but you could see some guys in and out of the lineup. Like I said, Lankin in and net. Worst case scenario, I think you just have like a okay know coin flip parlay here but i think that there's significant upside in both games okay so we'll do this at the cami books here I'll just show everyone on the screen where i'm at and what's being tracked here at the cami books uh you could find some better price uh, better price available but this is more widely available to people across canada and the u.s here so this is where we will track it against coming in for us right now at least on bet plus 439 and we are going a half unit on this so colorado minus one and a half plus 120 we're seeing and buffalo minus one and a half plus 145 that'll be our official play for today so we'll lock that in there you go uh you can find all the picks throughout the course of the season on the Edgework HQ bet stamp account, which you can find in the find better section. So you can track everything we've done throughout the course of the year. And uh, Rob, so far to this point, the Edgework show up 29.1 units, 30, uh, 3, I almost said 35, 3.5% ROI, 35% ROI would have just been yeah, mental. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 3.5% ROI on the season throughout the course of, as you can see here, uh, 352 wins 394 losses and 12 pushes for the season to come up with that big of a sample size i think is a pretty good year for the edgework crew so far this season so all third party verified as well like listen i hate comparing ourselves to other content that's out there as well but i consume a ton of content in the space you're not going to find many hockey shows that are doing transparent record keeping or even people who keep their record doing other hockey shows every day um, and we do and we have done it all season and we'll continue to do it till the end of time because it's important. But yeah, it's been a good year. I mean, a lot of people would kill for a three and a half percent ROI on over 500 plays, decent amount of volume. So pretty happy with the way it's come together and uh, got to thank everyone else that's been a part of this this year. So money, Rusty Bill, Alex B. Toddy Smith, Toddy Props, Matt Russell, yeah. Andy McNeil earlier in the year as well uh moretto alex moretto it's been uh pretty happy with the team that we we put together this year and i'm glad we were able to win people some money yeah it has been a lot of fun to do this uh to do this show so thank you to everyone who's tuned in oh if you're watching right now and you haven't hit that like button i can see that there's only a third of the people who are watching right now have hit like i don't know what you guys are doing guys it takes two seconds hit that like button help support the show we will have more playoff previews coming i want to let people know that so if you want to see the playoff previews and the breakdowns of each round of each series you can find that here on this edgework hq youtube channel so please make sure to hit that subscribe button you will get notified every time those previews come out started yesterday myself dom from the athletics so money michael lieba from the action network all came together to preview the leafs lightning series talking about their predictions best bets all that 
concerns in the series in the Leafs Lightning. And then today, we've got a full slate of recording, just a peek behind the curtain of all the series that we're going to be recording here today to come out over the next couple of days. So if you want to see all those playoff previews or interested in that content, please make sure to subscribe here to the Edgework HQ YouTube channel. Uh, there will be all of that coming as well as... Uh, we will continue these picks and preview shows throughout the course of the playoffs. So hit like, hit subscribe. But uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in throughout the course of this entire season. It has been a lot of fun. And if you're looking for more bets here after this, you can go over to the Board NBA coming up shortly. After finishing this, you stay on the screen. Once we wrap this up, you will see the button to click and take you right to their show that they've got scheduled for today. Doing NBA picks and previews. And then coming up after that, John Legaza from The Athletic as well, doing MLB breakdowns, picks, and previews for today's MLB game. So you you get cover all the sports here today to wrap up the rest of your week. So that's it's a pretty good way to go about it. I, I think your Fridays. I mean, listen, if you if you think edge work has done well this year and you supported the show and you've enjoyed watching it, uh, the board NBA pick and roll, the show that Pips and Jacob do uh, has a 6.8% ROI this year uh, on roughly 230 plays in the NBA. Um, so that's been pretty successful overall. Call to the pen, which we started with John Legaza this week. Still early, lots of time for things to change. 4.8% ROI on 60 plays. Most of this stuff is long shot stuff. We're trying to put together content that is entertaining and that people can win off of. But even if you don't, we're going to be transparent in the process with every single thing that we put out there. So tune in. I mean, listen, um, might not be your sport. Might not like betting baseball or basketball. I'm not a huge basketball guy. I watch a show every day. I lock in the same bets as Pips every day. I win money almost every day. So that's go. what it's all about, right? That's why people are betting on sports. It sucks to lose, man. It really sucks to lose. Yes, it does. So if you have people out there who know what they're doing in sports that maybe you do not, it makes it a whole lot easier. And uh, they are entertaining shows as well. So Thank you to everyone who tuned in. Please make sure to subscribe and like, uh, subscribe to the Edgework HQ YouTube channel, like this stream here from today as well. Head on over and support the other channels that we've got here on the Hammer Betting Network. But to everyone who tuned in here today, to everyone who tuned in throughout the course of the season, thank you so much. Thank you for the support. Rob, thanks for taking the time to do this today. Appreciate it. Look forward to uh, the playoff previews and the playoff bets. Um, I know so many is going to say we are all Oilers, but to wrap up the regular season here, Rob, we are all Leafs. Thank we're you guys all Leafs. for tuning in. We're Leafs. We are all and, Leafs. <laughs> and you'll see how much we are all Leafs. Um, last plug, I swear. But we are doing live watch-along content over the course yes. of the NHL playoffs as well. That happens on the Hammer HQ YouTube channel. If you're not subscribed to Hammer HQ, subscribe to Hammer HQ. But me and Zach are going to be doing some Leaf games together. Over the course of the playoffs, you'll see us at our 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 best and our worst, I'm sure, over the yes. course of the playoffs, uh, but covering other <laughs> NHL playoff games as well with the other content creators here that we have on Edgework. So subscribe to Hammer HQ, and uh, I think we're going to have a, a stream on the, on the 17th, Monday night. Um, yes. We'll get the schedule, hopefully, tonight, fingers crossed, and uh, and we'll see what we're covering on Monday the 17th. Thank you to everyone who tuned in here today. Enjoy 
uh, the final day of the regular season. Enjoy your weekend off of NHL betting, and we'll be back here Monday morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern time for more picks and previews to start day one of the NHL uh, playoffs. Good luck on your bets tonight, and most importantly, go Leafs go. Thank you.